You duped me, Lord, and I let myself be duped. Jeremiah speaks very honestly to God, doesn't he? Very candidly. You remember when he was called? In, the, in your mother's womb, I formed you. He, God was preparing the mission for Jeremiah when he was still in his mother's womb. And then when he calls Jeremiah, remember Jeremiah said, no, no, Lord, uh, no, not me, I'm, I'm too young. And God says, no, you're my choice. Whoever I send you to, you'll go. Whatever I command you to say, you'll say. And Jeremiah accepts the call. But it doesn't go well, as you know from reading that, that beautiful book. He has to tell them the truth. They're about to be captured by the Babylonians. And the reason is they've drifted away from God. They've abandoned God and the covenant. And they don't like hearing the truth. They eventually throw him into a cistern, which is about a 40-foot hole in the bedrock that catches the rainwater. Yeah, it didn't go well. So he's there saying, Lord, you, you fooled me. And then he says, I'm never going to say your name again. But he can't. He says, you start burning in my heart like fire, and I cannot not talk in your name. He just has been overwhelmed by the love and the power of God's word. So then we have Peter, really similar thing happening there. He doesn't say the same thing. What he does, instead of blaming on God and saying, no, you, you, you tricked me, he's trying to change Jesus' mind. No, no, Lord, you're, you cannot be crucified. This can't happen. But it's a similar thing. I mean, Jesus called Peter out of the boat, remember? And he said, I'm going to make you fisher of men. And then, and then Peter is seeing all the things that are happening. The electrifying message of Jesus speaks like nobody else ever has. He's seeing the miracles, the cures. This is terrific. And then Jesus starts talking about the cross. Have you ever felt that way in your life? I, I hear people say that. I probably have felt it at some point in my life too. Where I, people will say this, why is this happening to me? I follow the Lord. I live the commandments. Why are these bad things happening? It's the same dynamic as Jeremiah and Peter. But Jesus never promised that if we follow him, it's all going to go smooth. Not here. In fact, he says the opposite. If you want to follow me, you must pick up your cross every day and follow in my footsteps. He's going to take away the sins of the world. He's going to cure us and free us from the enslavement of sin. He's going to lead us into eternal life. It's worth it. There are two kinds of crosses. There is the cross that just happens with life. You know, bad things happen. We get sick. Look at we got a virus all over the world. The, the, the bad things just happen in life. That's one kind of a cross. It's kind of a natural cross or the, just the way nature works in life. The other kind of cross is if you follow Jesus and speak the truth and live the gospel, 
especially today, it's countercultural. We're going to run into people who disagree with us, sometimes in words, sometimes more strongly. And in either case, in both crosses, Jesus is encouraging us, pick it up, stay with me, follow me. And if we do, he makes it lighter because he's right there with us. Because people will try to run away from the cross in life. That happens a lot. But you, don't, you never really run away. It comes with you wherever you're going. Or else they'll just quit. I'm not doing this anymore. But that just makes life so much more painful, really, in the end. I want to give you two examples. People I've known who have, I think, who really live this gospel. Remember this one couple in the parish where I was years ago? He had a stroke and was confined to a wheelchair now in his life. And his wife, Lynn, she was his sole caretaker, really, every day. Any of you might be in that spot or you know people who are. And then she got sick. I remember going to the hospital to visit her, and she was going to be out of action for quite a while. And I thought, oh my gosh, how are they going to handle this? Not only is he not able to take care of the regular needs, now Lynn has got the same situation. I walked in expecting that this was going to be very difficult. And she greeted me with a smile. And she just started talking about things in life and how things were going. And I finally said to her, Lynn, how are you able to do this? How are you able to handle this like this? You know what she said to me? And many of you will know, understand this. It may even be the way you live your life. Here's what she said to me. Well, Father, that's the way we were raised. That's the way we were raised. You know, she grew up in the, in the Depression, World War II. Her family had to struggle through things. And they learned and they heard from right here that there are crosses in life, but we carry them. Jesus gives us the power and the strength. It's not going to be easy, but he's always going to be there. I never forget her example and really the peace that was there. They were going to have a tough time, but they were together and Jesus was with them. The other one is a pastor I used to have. He, would, he had such a joy in his life and he had difficult things to deal with in life. I saw him as he got cancer and died and how he carried that joy. That joy never left him. Here's what he said what happened one day. He used to tell this at funeral homilies. You'll see why when I come to the end. So one day he was out in the parking lot. He was in his regular clothes, you know, civic clothes. And uh, one of the kids in the parish recognized him from across the parking lot. And he yelled across the cars, Hey, Father John, how you doing? And he called back, Hey, Tommy, how you doing? And the young man said, Father, where are you going? And without hesitation, Father John yells back, I'm going to heaven. Well, this young man was a little embarrassed about talking about religion in public. So he said, yeah, Father, I know that. But where are you really going? 
Father John looked back over there. He called again. No, I'm really going to heaven. So now this young man was getting a little upset. And he said, Father, I know that. But where are you really, really going? And, and Father John looked. He always got a smirk before the punchline came. He said, Tommy, I am really, really going to heaven. But I'm going to stop off at Publix on the way. You know, when I, when I looked at him, watched him, the way he dealt with the difficulties of life, I knew why he could have that joy. He never forgot where he's going. It was right there as soon as that young man asked, where are you going? He never forgot. He remembered every day where he's going. That's what makes the cross possible to carry. Jesus by our side and remembering where we're going. The fullness of life and love forever.